All right, guys, we're back with the discussion portion of the social network where we have we discuss everything, including all spoilers. Let's go for Hyde and Yusuf. What do you want to talk about? I don't have anything lined up to talk about. Um, I, I, <laughs> it's funny because you, you chose this movie, uh, but yeah. uh, let's let's start with the opening scene. I thought the opening scene w- was really interesting uh, where they're. Uh, you know, Mark is sitting in a bar with Erica Albright, his girlfriend at the time, at least as far as when he arrived at the bar. Um, and, you know, they're kind of going back and forth talking about really a million different things. Uh, I thought that scene was pretty telling of everything we were about to see. It's kind of a, a, a nice little microcosm of, of the entire movie. Um, you get to see a lot of Mark's, you know, various traits, his motivations, um, so I, I kind of wanted to ask you guys, what did you see in that scene that was, uh, you know, since this is really a character study, that was central to, you know, who Mark is? So like you said, it, it gives us an insight to like who Mark is right away. He's this guy who's like constantly thinking about stuff. He is thinking very much so in this conversation, at least about um, what is it called? The clubs? What are they called? The uh Final club, the academic clubs, yeah, or something. Fi- final, final club is the right term. Which you know, he he actually he takes he takes issue because Erica calls them finals clubs, plural. <laughs> yeah, so like he wants to be part of like this particular one, the Phoenix one, and uh, but he keeps switching back and forth. And she goes to Boston University, and you can see how he has the superiority complex going on with he's at Harvard. She's not sure she wouldn't understand. I mean, he comes off as a jerk right away. And um, I don't know, that's like really what I got out of it. All right, this is the guy we're dealing with, someone who is like eccentric, um, mm-hmm. kind of a jerk. He has like, he lacks empathy, I guess, because he doesn't realize like how he's making oh, someone else feel. Yeah. Right. I like that the movie dropped us into that conversation without much context. Um, initially, you know, you feel like you don't know what's going on. And I think we're supposed to be in the shoes of Erica because Mark is jumping topics in that conversation constantly and she's trying to keep up with what he's saying. That, that conversation is so fast paced. I mean, they're just, yeah. Yeah. We're basically Erica. In yeah. That yeah. Scene, right. right. <laughs> like we're figuring this That's guy a good out. observation because they're just talking past each other and weaving thoughts in and out and leaving them and then abruptly picking them back up at like a, an insane rate. Um, and, you know, that's kind of Mark's mind functions like that the entire movie. But, you know, she actually says at some point that like, what it, I can forget exactly what she said, but she said like, uh, you know, dating you is like dating a Stairmaster because, um, you know, it's uh, work. Uh, yeah. And how quickly he moves from one topic to the other. And he's obsessed with this whole idea of finals club. So I think something that was interesting is like the things that he resents about everyone that he resents come up in that one conversation. He brings up final clubs, mm-hmm. which, you know, he thinks is more important than anything. And he actually mentions mm-hmm. that my, before we've ever met this character, he says, my friend Eduardo made, you know, X amount of money trading oil futures last summer. And he's not even going to get close to coming into a, uh, to, to a final club. So do you think he resents the fact that these finals clubs are more about like social status within Harvard versus like being purely about academics. Right. Cause he also mentions in that same conversation, he says the ability to make money impresses nobody. So he's already decided that money's not going mm-hmm. to get you in. And my friend Eduardo doesn't have a chance at getting in. And both of those things end up being wrong in terms of the finals clubs that or the final clubs at least. So, uh, you know, you get that right off the bat. He also mentions the fact that he can't roll crew, uh, which is, you know, eventually tied over to the Winklevoss twins um, because that's something that he sees in them. I mean, they are the people that he says he can't be again in this conversation to Erica. He's like, look at me. You know, I'm not, I'm not six foot. I don't weigh 250. And the fact that he can't be, despite him feeling that he is like smarter than them is what bothers him. Yeah. 
precisely. Like he, for him, it's like I I belong there just as much, if not more so, because of what I have. But I can't be there because of like these social statuses or classes that uh, exist. Right, and, and I mean this this like comes up again later in the movie where. I guess they invite him into like the bike room, but they say they can't let him. It, it, they're they're in a final club. They're in the pork, the one that he thinks is like the best of the best, and they won't let him past the bike room because he's not a member. And he he actually does end up resenting that. Uh, toward, you know, he, that comes up again in kind of the deposition and all of that. So like, just the the fact that there's a barrier there um, is is definitely something that that bothers him. Obviously, uh, I also thought it was interesting that. It's in that scene where he says something to Erica about the fact that, you know, you should care about this because if I get into a final club, then I'm going to be taking you to all sorts of events and you're going to be, you know, meeting people that you wouldn't meet otherwise. And she just stops and she's like, you would do that for me? And it's completely sarcastic. And he does not catch it at all uh, because, again, he's a little bit disconnected in in that sense. I like that you pointed out that that initial conversation. And we only get one other scene with Erica, I think, right? Uh, Halfway through the movie, maybe. Where it's at the dinner table. Yeah, he runs into her again. Mm -hmm. And and it's more of the same almost. I mean, she is, you know, whipping sarcasm past him and he is not catching half of it. And he's just trying to impress her with, like, look how smart I am. He even said, like, he says, like, oh, you know, um, I don't know if you've heard about this this uh, this website that I started. And she's like, no, I haven't heard and I don't care. Uh, you called me a bitch on the Internet. <laughs> so, like, it's just, you know, he, he doesn't seem that he doesn't seem to get it. And of course, I, I just liked how Erica is only in those two scenes. But but really, she's kind of a, a controlling factor in where his mind is, because, you know, it starts with her. That happens midway through the movie. And then the, the final shot of the movie is him just sitting there uh, waiting. You know, his friend requested her and he's just got his finger over the refresh key. And he's just refreshing to see if she's accepted his friend request yet, which a little bit overdramatic, maybe. But uh, I did like how they, they tied that in. And it's, you know, it's a character that we really don't get much out of. So I like that. Yeah. And like the whole point of the second scene, like we as the audience, like Eduardo, think that it's because he wants to apologize to her. But he really doesn't. He just wants like. Wait, I I, I to... thought he would have had they gone out and talked privately. I don't think that's what he really wanted to do. I think he wanted to like, get back together and show what he has done. Like Yusuf said when he mentions like, have, have you heard that I, I created this website? But like, I I don't think if he wanted to pause it, he could have just said I'm sorry right there. That's true. Because like I'm thinking I'm thinking like Eduardo there. Like he went there to apologize. Why else would you approach her? Like that's what a normal person would would have done. But Mark exactly, is that's uh, what a normal person. And he would doesn't do. seem to have any recollection of like the gravity of what he did to her, right? Because he's just jumped yeah. past it, and she's just like Mark. You called me a bitch on the internet. She just keeps saying it, like like. And she's I, I like she has a line at that point where she says something like um. Uh, you know, the, the internet isn't written in pencil, it's written in ink, you know? She's like, you have to get this through your head that, like, you did that. Like, stop stop glossing over it, you know what I mean? Um, and that's that's something that he, he struggled with where, you know, he just, he doesn't realize the things that he said and the, the impact that they can have down the road. Um, and, you know, again, he's a little bit aloof in that sense, and, and that's what we, we learn about him. He's, he's a little bit too smart and a little emotionally distant. Yeah. I wanted to ask, what did you guys think about the structure? Usually with any movie that has that jumps between timelines, like this does with we're seeing the past of him, the budding of Facebook, and then you have the deposition scenes where he's being sued for everything after the fact. Like, How did you like the back and forth between the depositions and that? I don't know if I liked it that much because in, in 
these sorts of movies where you have flashbacks, you're supposed to stay mm-hmm. concretely in one timeline. I didn't feel like we were in one timeline of the de- depositions. Oh yeah, because yeah. we were actually I switching back and forth between two depositions, and it didn't establish like a firm timeline there. Yeah, I was actually very confused with that too. Like, which deposition happened when, and where is this in the creation of Facebook? And so the Eduardo one, I can assume, happened after Eduardo's shares get diluted down to like 0.3 percent or whatever. But mm-hmm. when did the Winklevoss's stuff happen? And was Eduardo still on, like, Mark Zuckerberg's side during the Winklevoss stuff? So that's why I was a little right, confused. I, because in one deposition hearing, they mentioned that he has another Oh, yeah, it's happening of, simultaneously. Right, I think it's happening simultaneously. But then, yeah, the jumping in between the deposition hearings, it just, like, it created a lot of chaos in my mind. Yeah, like, I don't think I realized that there was two separate, you know... I, okay, to be honest, I don't even know if these are depositions because this is not how depositions should go at all. Uh, but again, there's a lot of... Oh, let's get your lawyer take. <laughs> there's a, let's do it. I mean, look, I mean, the the uh, the setting that they've created was for the purpose of the movie. Uh-huh. That, like, is it arbitration? No, it's not arbitration either. I don't know exactly what it is because they make it clear they've done depositions already. And, they, you know, the, de- the depositions would not be happening in front of, like, other witnesses. You know what I mean? So Mark should not be there while they're deposing uh, Eduardo. And, like, th- you know, so it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. from that standpoint. Maybe this is just some sort of pre-trial hearing. I, you know, I'm not really even sure. Um, maybe they just made it up altogether. But in any case, you, you know, they didn't make it clear that there was two separate proceedings going on at the same time um so i got kind of lost in that as well because it feels like it's like one thing when you're watching it i think if you really you know carefully piece together those scenes and you know keep an eye for that you can see that not only i mean i think this is obvious that they're sitting in two separate rooms so you could figure that much out but you know there are different dynamics in each of those because eduardo is a plaintiff in one but he's a witness in the other and you know Mm -hmm. in that one you know essentially if you think about it he wants to get money out of Mark for, you know, his ownership in Facebook. At the same time, the Winklevosses are suing Facebook for a pretty large amount of money. So, you know, in one, he's kind of going at Mark. In the other one, it's almost in his benefit to protect Mark a little bit, to protect his own investment, Mm because he's better off making the, the Winklevosses look bad. So, you know, because Facebook is is his investment at this point. So um, you can kind of see that uh, there's a couple of times where he, he seems to just brush off comments a little bit and and try to make Mark look a little bit better in the in the proceeding that I assume is for the, the Winklevoss's uh, lawsuit. Whereas the one involving him, he's, you know, he's freely talking about what a jerk Mark was. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, it's not very clear uh, to to the to the viewer on on, a, you know, on the first go. Yeah, I thought it was a little hectic going back and forth. Could have been that could have been a little more smoothed out a little bit. And better. that is kind of the that's like the the overarching kind of plot device that they use to to move the move the story along, right? It's just, you know, the the different testimony that we're getting as part of this lawsuit. And I, one thing we should mention, I bring this up a lot, right? But there are multiple unreliable narrators here. Everything we're seeing in this movie is actually from one perspective or the other of this lawsuit. And you, you obviously everyone's kind of giving uh, a recollection that is a little bit more in their own favor as part of the lawsuit. So everything that we're seeing, you kind of have to color it with the fact that we don't know exactly what happened. This is just oh. how the person kind of felt after the fact. Okay. And, you know, everyone's memory is kind of generally in their own favor anyway. Sure. So I didn't notice that. I didn't realize that I should be watching out for that. So in all those flashbacks, do you think we were getting multiple perspectives? 
or do you think they were all Mark's recollections? I think we're getting multiple perspectives. And the the one that comes up right away, again, going back to that conversation with Erica, that happens right at the beginning of the movie. But then, you know, the, the sequence that follows is him kind of rushing back to his dorm room and, uh, you know, inventing up face mash and sending it out to his friends and all the all the antics that follow that right we get all of that kind of in one continuous uh stream of thought basically and then what breaks Uh it up is them jumping back to to the 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 lawsuit proceeding where uh you know one of the one of the attorneys is asking a follow-up question and mark cuts in and says wait that's not what happened and and, she, yeah. you know, and she's like, what do you mean? Like, you didn't get called in front of the ad board or what? And he's like, no, no, that's not what happened back at the bar with Erica. And that was like 30 minutes ago in the, in the movie. Right? So, not 30, but, you know, uh-huh. it was quite a bit ago in the movie. And his mind is still stuck on that. So he's like stuck at like the first part of whatever, uh, you know, testimony they're taking here. Um, so yeah. first of all, that tells us that we're not seeing Mark's perspective because that whole conversation was actually crafted, I suppose, from the deposition they took of Erica, that whole conversation at the bar. Oh, and and he doesn't okay. agree with sure. the way that the, it's being portrayed. Um, and, and so, and second, we're, you know, we're getting um, multiple conflicting looks at this, you know, this this whole story. So it's not just from Mark, it's it's from everyone, I guess. It's from the Winklevosses, it's from, from Eduardo, and it's from characters that, you know, weren't even in the, the proceeding, like Erica. So. Man, actually, considering all that, I think rewatching it would make it a little more interesting, because that is definitely true. I only picked it up maybe a, like once, like subconsciously. I've realized, all right, this is Eduardo. When we're watching Eduardo's scenes, like we, I can totally tell when it was his recollections of what had happened, because there's a couple times in those scenes where it cuts back to the the lawyer room that they're talking, whatever is happening, pre-trial, pre-trial stuff. Um, so you you can tell that he's the one telling the story. So we're watching his recollection there, but I didn't pick it up otherwise. So rewatch the Winkle bosses part specifically. Yeah, it w- I would probably look at it a little differently now. There's definitely a lot to question in terms of in, in terms of what's being portrayed. Um, so you know, I I kind of did like that aspect of it. How good would a current movie that follows up basically a sequel to this be today? I don't think it'd have much to add, right? Really? You don't think so? I feel like there's so much they could add now and talk about in terms of Facebook. It might be too much for a movie. It could be a miniseries. What, in terms of the recent election interference stuff? I mean, just the development of what Facebook has become and its like impact on... Culture? Yeah, on culture, on society, beyond just like, you know, a social network. Because it's, it's way more than a social network now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, I would say if they made a sequel, that sequel would be very different in its core from, from the original, right? I think it would be a totally different story. Um, and it wouldn't be about the character himself anymore. I think we, we know who Mark Zuckerberg is, like like we d- were discussing. I don't think he changes much from that opening scene. You get all of his his um, you know his various motivations, and we just find out that that's who he is basically. Um, so so yeah, like to your point, Facebook is very different now, um, and, and that is all very interesting. It's almost completely separate from the story we just watched. I was gonna say, don't, don't you guys think that like this this movie? I I, I didn't like how it simplified everything down to like, oh, this was, this was all about, you know, girls. It was all over a girl. All this happened. And, and, and Facebook itself was all about, you know, girls and getting laid. That's what they tell us. Right. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you know, amount of truth there is to that. I thought that that was kind of a real simplification of everything that had happened because it it was just a little minimizing to me. I don't know. Tell me if you guys felt differently or, or the same. I probably agree with you there. I mean, you don't go through the task of creating like what Mark Zuckerberg did of like all the work that goes into creating a website mm-hmm. like Facebook 
just for that one purpose of uh, finding relationships and getting laid and so, stuff. Is so we know that Mark was that. a little aloof, a little socially distant, so we can't... He he saw value in the idea because others saw value in the idea, and he followed up on it, and he did a week's worth of work and got the website up, right? And so the oversimplification makes sense from Mark's perspective, but I think it was just trying to describe his motivation for doing it initially. Um, and then later, for him, it becomes about... Um, whatever it is like well he, we know he doesn't value wealth but it's about status and um being accomplished and he, he gets that eventually right i think it, it starts with him right. kind of meeting sean parker um i did like that shout actually the fact that napster comes in i, I don't know how how accurate yeah. that is i mean I, I assume that that part was true that he he did get in touch with the the founder of napster yeah, i'm assuming and, that's true as well yeah and and that that yeah, I'm not sure which way it went, but no, I mean, I could, I could totally see like an entrepreneur in Silicon Valley being like, hey, there's this website out there. Let's go find yeah, it. Yeah, and I mean, that has a big influence on on the, the actions that, that Mark takes, right? Because that kind of gives him some level of acceptance right there, which eventually, you know, that goes off course as well. But but that's why he ends up kind of severing his relationship with Eduardo. It's mostly under the influence of Sean Parker. Yeah, and he, he like looks up to Sean Parker because he's similar to him in the sense where it's about... It's a kind of rebelling against the system kind of thing, right? Which is what Sean Parker did with Napster. And Mark Zuckerberg is this character in this movie, at least, where he just doesn't want to follow the rules. He wants to do it his way and wants to basically be a force that doesn't like play by the rules. It's not uh, confined to some boundaries. Um, and then in that scene where um, Justin Timberlake, Sean, Sean Parker. Parker, yeah, wh- where he's calling him from uh, jail and Mark has this disappointed look to him. So in that scene, you can see, like, there are still differences between the characters where Sean values, like, his party life and drugs and women. Mark doesn't seem to really care about those things, and that's why he's disappointed in that scene. I mean, there's still a difference between them, but he's still kind of like a hero to him. True. He, Yeah, he, he I mean, Mark, Mark expresses throughout the movie that, you know, he's, he's sick of being looked down on, and that, that kind of gives him the release from there. He actually, I mean, even... The, the two trials themselves or the uh, the trials the 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 two lawsuits themselves um you know he he just he takes so many again he takes so many like shots at the Winklevosses and at, at Eduardo and it's all kind of pointing at the fact that you know he feels like he doesn't have this the status just because of who they are the the the, the most telling mm-hmm. one I think was he tells the Winklevosses like or he tells their their attorney actually, you know, if your clients want to like sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, then then they can they can try it, but you know I don't have to enjoy it. Um, and and you know it's, that's kind of like the that that's that's always going on in his head where he just feels like everyone is trying to take advantage of him, even though he's really doing the work here, right? So um, it, it it's just like it always came back to that. And I, so I, I do wonder, first of all, yeah, like how influential mm-hmm. that relationship actually was in real life. I was also thinking about how these events of the movie like actually altered the progression of Facebook in, in real life. What do you mean? I mean, like we like were the... like, we were old enough to, 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 you know, remember when Facebook was like invite only. Um, and then eventually it opened up to like all college students and then eventually it opened up to, to anyone. Right. And right. really what we see in this movie is that the exclusivity angle of Harvard connect, that was what was like really, really, you know, novel here. Right. right. And so, 
eventually they kind of stripped that away from Facebook. And I wonder if that was just a result of this tension and the lawsuits as they were actually playing out, where they just decided, okay, we're going to differentiate ourselves more from Facebook. So we're just going to, I mean, more from Harvard Connect. And so we're just going to get rid of the exclusivity, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, partially for expansion, but also just because like, you know, we're fighting and we have to make it look like we didn't actually steal their idea when clearly we kind of did. So, (laughs) so Yusuf, I want to get your lawyer take on this. If they, if Mark hadn't settled out of stubbornness to the Winkle losses, do you think they had a, a claim um, that they would have won in court? Uh, it's really interesting. Um, I, I want to say uh, probably, pro- maybe they would have gotten something. You know what I mean? I, like because there's so mm. much evidence that you know, not just the fact that he stole their idea, but more so just the fact that he agreed to produce a product for them, and then he produced a product yeah. and said, no, that actually wasn't the thing that you hired me to do. You know what I mean? So, like, the, the, the question really is whether he was building Harvard Connect and then decided to change the name to Facebook um, or something along that light. Um, and, and, you know, I was kind of, I was interested to find out that all those emails that were going back and forth uh, in the in the testimony where one of the attorneys actually reads off, like, you know, six or seven emails that Mark sent back and forth with with the Harvard Connect team, uh, you know, where he's kind of just putting them off and delaying meetings and all of that. Those are actually real emails. Those are emails that he sent, and those were actually entered as as evidence against him. Um, and then there's also the fact mm-hmm. that you know at some point I think he th- there's some evidence that he you know scribbled a bunch of code on on the window of his dorm room and like you know had the title Harvard Connect above it. Um, and so it was clear that he was still thinking about Harvard Connect. So I, I kind of like that shout in this movie where, you know, they have him do that with the with the algorithm or whatever for face mash. And then he even says in um, that ad board hearing that he gets pulled into, he says something to the to the head of IT or whatever. He says, if you knew what you were looking for, you would have seen it on, on the window of my dorm room um, to kind of point out what, what an idiot he is. But, you know, the evidence was right there, it, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. I like that little shout as well. So, I mean. But that evidence wasn't it. it admitted into the hearings that they were having right i know I, I think i think it, i think it was it was at least brought up i don't know obviously oh, really? this never okay. went to trial yeah how would you actually prove something like that without, without like having like a this witness yeah so i think right? i think the, the the testimony was more so just that the the harvard connect team uh you know testified to having seen it so yeah they never had I, i'm sure they didn't have a picture of it or something which would have been pretty damning but um you know in any case they end up settling, which is what most people do, especially someone with, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, class of, of, a, of a legal team, um, you know, advised him to do that. And it was a very hefty settlement in the end. You know, I think it was like 65 million or something like that. So and they're still fighting it out. They're still fighting out the exact details of that. I think there's some question about. Do you know why, man? That? Because Eduardo, he made out pretty well with whatever he settled with because he's worth $9.9 wow. Yeah, right I mean, now. so everyone kind of won in the end here because Mark got his dream. He got his recognition. And he didn't really care about the money, I guess, right? So that should not be too much off his back. Um, and, you know, the others, they, they, made their, they made their fortunes, right? Yeah, can't really feel sorry for any of the characters. So I, I think I did like this movie quite a bit when I was watching it. A lot of my scores maybe don't reflect that. Maybe that's good. I mean, the scores are a little bit more objective than my brain is, but like I did enjoy a lot of it. There was a lot of little, uh, you know, there's a lot of little shouts and there's a lot to enjoy about it, especially 
the fact that you can sit back and kind of process this with, you know, your own personal experience of, of Facebook and all of that. So, yeah, I, I definitely did like that about it. Did you guys notice there was like a scene earlier in the movie where, you know, Mark flips open his laptop and he's logged into LiveJournal? You guys even remember that? <laughs> LiveJournal was like, that was the thing before before Facebook, right? That was like your personal blog. So, like, they had like little like old, um, you know, tech websites like kind of snuck mm-hmm. in there. I like those little things about this movie for sure. I can't say that I was so involved in the social media <laughs> stuff. Like I said, I got Facebook after. Yeah, you didn't have a here. you didn't have a Zanga for- account. Um, I did have a Zanga account, but not really active. Never had a MySpace. Never was really even though Facebook, I didn't create it. I got my Facebook someone, account someone in like two thousand nine or ten, right around the time this movie came out. All right, I think uh, I think we're good, right? Do we have anything else we want to talk about? No, I'm good. I think we're all right. All right, so we're signing off here for the social network. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to this production of The Twice Over. If you haven't already, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcast. And remember to support us on Patreon or by sharing the podcast with a friend. Feel free to contact us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at The Twice Over. Or email us at comments at thetwiceover.com. All of the music you heard is from Amerigo Gasway. Check him out on Bandcamp and Spotify.